Have you ever met the connector? Well, he ponders, he helps, he creates, he writes, he speaks. He basically connects people and brings them together. I speak about Paul Solano of PS and All Marketing Group. At psandallmarketinggroup.com, you will receive an assembled group of Paul's contacts and connections that cross into many sectors of life. Please contact Paul Solano at 617-240-4130 or psandallmarketinggroup at gmail.com if you are in the market for a wide array of services. Again, please contact The Connecta, Paul Solano at 617-240-4130 or psandallmarketinggroup at gmail.com with any questions. And now... Here's Paul Solano, the host of Paul Ponders. Welcome to Paul Ponders. My name is Paul Solano of PS and All Marketing Group, and I may be reached via email at paul at paulponders.com. Thank you for joining me for my foray into podcasting. It is great to be collaborating with my friend and associate, Chalonzo Amos of PodPro Entertainment, to bring you some fun, exciting, and informative podcasts. For many years, I've been referred to as the connector, or in greater Boston circles, as the connector. With psandallmarketinggroup.com, I've created a side gig to connect you and get things done. Please sit back and relax and listen to today's podcast. If you are driving or operating heavy machinery and just listening, then please just listen and stay focused on your task at hand. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy my ponderings. Let hashtag Paul Ponders begin. Greetings, everyone. How is everyone doing this fine day? I want to welcome you back to another episode of hashtag Paul Ponders. It's really great to have you here. And again, I want to thank everyone for subscribing, for rating us, for reviewing us, and really just being a fan of hashtag Paul Ponders. Now, I do want to point out that we have a repeat sponsor for this episode, and it is Riverworks Credit Union, RWCU as it's known. But Riverworks Credit Union is a nonprofit financial institution owned by its membership and established in 1936, NMLS number 410564. We want to thank them for their sponsorship. They're also a member of the NCUA, Equal Housing Lender member, and Massachusetts Credit Union, MSIC, Share Insurance Corporation, where your savings are financially, federally insured to at least 250000 and backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Give a shout out to um, Mr. Dave Jensen, a former Bruin, Boston Bruin, and U.S. Olympian hockey player. Uh, he works out of the Lynn and Linfield offices. There are branches in Lynn, Dorchester, and Linfield of Riverworks Credit Union. So we thank them for the sponsorship. So again, welcome back. And it's really great to have everyone joining us. And as I often say, and it is true, people just stop me on the streets. They stop me at Stop and Shop at Pearl Street Station Restaurant, and they say, Paul, what a wonderful podcast you had last week. Months ago, 
you had a wonderful podcast. Great job. Well, tonight we have a repeat returning guest, and his name is Mr. Bob Hilberg. Bob, welcome. Thank you very much, my friend, uh, Paul. We've been uh, dear friends for a long time, so this is an honor to be on your podcast again. Indeed, we have, Bob, and it's really great to have you on again. And in this episode, we're going to focus in on your business that you've launched. It's a life coaching business. Everyone knows you as the Patriots historian and uh, author of two wonderful books about the New England Patriots. But really, I just want to let everyone know that this episode is Anything Goes, Life Coaching, and it's about the untold and the unlimited. And this is part of Untold and Unlimited LLC. So why don't you give our listeners just a brief overview of what that's about and what you're about with your, your great background in life coaching. Bob, take it away. All right, Paul, thanks very much. Well, I think part of it was uh, just really understanding that there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with uncertainty. There's some anxious uh, uh, people. There are people that are having some some, some issues, uh, especially after COVID. For a while, I just took some time off and said, all right, uh, you know, I've had a great life and worked for the NFL and written a couple books and uh, done book signings and public speaking for a long time. And then I started getting calls and found out that there's a lot of people out there that just need some help and support. And, and we're all, as people, and you, you, you being a connector, everyone likes human connection. Everyone likes to be heard and understood and be part of a community. So uh, one of the things that I thought of is, you know, I've been around the Patriots for 40 years or so, you know, initially starting as Bob the Statman, just doing bios of the players. And Steve Grogan and other players would uh, do autograph signings, and uh, I would put a little bio together so people would be educated about their career. And that ended up uh, getting some notoriety of trying to get Gino Capaletti into the Hall of Fame, and then Total Patriots, a book by Triumph Books, uh, published in 2009. And then uh, we've updated that and put some of the stats in my second book called Relive Patriots History in the Patriots Hall of Fame uh, computer display. But in the process of writing and researching the history of the Patriots since 1960, I've had a chance to really find out how do people become successful in life? I mean, how did Gino Capaletti, you know, who was uh, you know MVP in 1964 and runner-up in 61 and should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then his whole career of being an announcer, how did he get to that level? What kind of obstacles did he have to overcome and anxieties and adversity? And from Gino Capaletti all the way through to guys that I've met like Troy Brown and Gronkowski and, and guys like that overcoming injuries, um, everyone has some kind of story. I mean, you have a story, I have a story. And, you know, I said, you know, let's come up with a company that's untold. Everyone wants to share their story of how they get there or how do I get there. And, you know, I've been kind of mentoring people. Uh, when I wrote my first books, people said, how did you write a book? And I says, one page at a time, you know, one chapter at a time. Um, if I found something that I wanted to look up, it might take me two months to find that one thing. And that's all I concentrated on was just doing that one thing, finding, you know, an obscure stat that happened 13 times. And I would spend two months until I found all 13 times and just concentrate on that one thing. And that's how you kind of attack life. 
You know, I had a vision. I had a purpose. The reason I think that I started in writing was that I wanted to know, for my own purposes, the uniform number of every Patriots play that ever played. And then when I contacted the Patriots and got a media guide, there was 19 guys that had N.A. next to their name. And when I called the Patriots, they said, what is N.A.? And said, it's not available. We don't know. We don't care. And there are still media guides. I was looking the other day, and I looked up the Denver Broncos, their media guide, and they still have three players that they don't know their uniform number. So I wonder how many teams really in their history don't have every single player's uniform number. You know, back in the 60s and 70s, there wasn't a lot of keeping track of it. No one really cared. And uh, I did a, a, a luncheon for a bunch of retired teachers. Actually, it was in Malden. And uh, they got together, and I started telling some stories. And I says, there's one thing I'm frustrated with is that there's one guy that played in one game in 1961. I don't have his uniform number. And there was a retired teacher, um, and he says, um, what was his name? And I says, his name was Willis Perkins, and he actually replaced the guy, that Paul Lundquist. And then the guy in the, in the audience said, I know Paul Lundquist. He went to Arlington High School. So, you know, I tried to reach out to him, and uh, I talked to him, and he says, yeah, I was hurt on Thursday. They brought a guy in on Friday. He took my uniform number, and he played Sunday, and then he quit. He says, I don't like to get hit, and he only played in one game. So if I didn't do that lunching at, in Malden, at some restaurant in Malden, it wasn't the Pearl Street restaurant, but it was another one, but I wouldn't have found out that guy's uniform number because the Patriots didn't have it. The Buffalo didn't have it. It wasn't in the, you know, any of the records. They didn't have that stuff. And it took me almost 60 years from 1960. I think I found it in 2021 or 2022 with this story. And when I called the Patriots that I finally found this guy and they put it in the media guide. So the Patriots do have every single uniform number of every player, even if they played in one game. So these stories of just having a vision of completing a process of doing the right job, finishing the job, completing it, and then getting inspired and encouraged along the way led me to become a life coach. Uh, I said, you know, there's a whole bunch of people. I want to write a book. I want to do this. I went, well, if you have a goal and a vision, you want to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage and support you and, and just kind of walk you through that. So you know, for years, I've been a mentor for kids coming out of college. I've talked to kids about their goals. What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to have? How are you going to get there? Who's going to surround it? What do you have to do? What are you not willing to do? When people look at the first book, that Total Patriots book, it's 800 pages. It's 15,000 hours of research. But I didn't care. I was two hours, three hours, four hours a night for 15 years. It was a hobby, but it was fun to keep me out of trouble and now, I didn't watch any TV. I, you know, one of the things that I did is that I lived in Woven and I worked in Braintree. So it would take me sometimes an hour and a half to get to work. So if I left work at five, I'd get home at seven, you know, from Braintree. But if I left work at five and I went to the Boston Public Library and spent an hour in the Boston Public Library, I'd still get home at seven. So I got an hour of work instead of sitting in traffic. And that just, kept me busy and I, I met people, inspired people. And, and one of the things that helped me with that is that as I was writing the book and elevating and getting the bio of all these 1,300 players, I would meet them. I would meet their family. I would meet their grandchildren at different events. And they were like thrilled that I would come up with stuff that you couldn't find. 
unless you did the research that I did in libraries and microfilm and, and eventually getting to the Patriots and getting the play-by-play -play and having the Patriots on my side and meeting guys that used to work for the team and getting their records in the attic. It was just, it was just like this genealogy of just finding out all these things and who's going to spend that kind of time unless they had a labor of love to do it and unless they got supported along the way. And that's kind of what I want to do with this Untold and Unlimited is to help people that you're going to run into troubles. You're going to run into it's going to take longer than you think. But um, if you have a mentor like me or some of the people in our team uh, and we coach you up and we show you how to collapse the time frames and how to be a little more aware or how to network or how to find the information or how to do things that might help you. And, and if you're thinking of other people, then you're not doing it for yourself. I mean, when I wrote this book, I was writing the book for Tommy Addison's family in South Carolina or Bob Yates, who had passed on in Texas or for, you know, for Russ Francis or, you know, who just passed, uh, you know, guys like that, the, you know, Steve Grogan, the guys that played in the 60s and 70s. There was no Internet back then. There, there was no stories and the Patriots really weren't on TV that much. So bringing these stories back. Uh, so the, the two stories that I tell is that. I had a book signing in Marblehead, and a 16-year-old girl wanted to get a copy of the book, and I asked her why. She says, because I want to be smarter than any of the boys, and I want to do my homework, and I want to become a, re a reporter or a broadcaster someday, and if I get this book, I'll have a lot of knowledge that these other people won't have. And I looked her right in the eyes. and says, that's the reason I spent 15,000 hours in those research, to help you and to inspire you and to give you hope that... You know, you can do what you want to do if you just put your mind to it. Uh, and the other story I have, and I just found out today, there was a, a book uh, store in Lake Winnipesaukee. It was a little cafe in a bookstore. And my sister hooked me up with them, and they just closed this last couple of days. But they had a tiny little bookstore, and they invited us up, and it was like four people showed up, but there was one guy that came from Maine, and he drove two and a half hours in a beat-up old... Uh, Chevy pickup that couldn't go more than 40 miles an hour, but he came 75 years old to, to drive and to talk to me about a game in 1964. Now, I wasn't there, but I knew all about it, and I knew the players, and I knew what happened, and we talked for about an hour and a half, and he's like, this is unbelievable. I haven't thought about this, the memories that came back, the emotions, and I says, I wrote this book for you, too, for a 75-year-old guy in the middle of the Maine to help them bring back some memories of being with his uncle and his family and his dad and going to football and being 10 years old again. So a lot of this untold and unlimited is really to share that this, everyone has a potential and everyone wants to be something. And we kind of release that and we find out where you are and where you want to go. And we kind of set up a vision board. And I had that vision board when I started doing the research that I didn't know it was going to be 800 pages, but I knew I was going to produce, produce something that no one had ever done before. And I was like, I'm happy and enjoying the process as I go along. Uh, and that's what I want to do is to kind of leave a legacy of, you know, trying to help people. That is really a process. And as I've, you and I have spoken about this in the past, about time, T-I-M-E, things I must experience. And it's that incredible process from the womb to the tomb. And what happens in between is absolutely awe-inspiring. It's, it's really great. So what does someone need to really just um, become a client of yours? 
perspective, a thought? What tell us how how, how someone should approach working with you? Yeah, I mean, it all starts with a dream. We all have a dream somewhere in our in our in our thoughts. We have a vision of something we want to do. So there's really three things that people want. They want to be, they want to do, and they want to have. And the question is, how bad do you want to do that? And when do you want to accomplish those things? So some people are like, well, I'd like to be, I'd, you know, but in order to get that done, you really got to be committed to the process. And, you know, if you look at Napoleon Hill and all of the, the books that are out there, how do you achieve a goal? You write it down, you think about it every day, but you also surround yourself with people that are going to support and encourage you and, for that matter, coach you up. So just about everyone that's successful has some type of coach. Uh, and some of them have multiple coaches, and I'm dealing with different things. So I'm all about the mindset. I'm all about what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are, and then your thoughts and beliefs, you give a certain meaning to those thoughts and beliefs. And that meaning or the attitude that you have towards those thoughts and beliefs create the action, and then the action gives you the results. So with the people that are, they have a dream, but then they say, I can't, and I'm too old, or I, I'm not smart enough, or blah, blah, blah. All these limited beliefs, or what we call unintelligent beliefs, or survival beliefs, that's not going to get you where you want to go. You know, five years from now, it's going to go by just like this, and you're going to be in the same spot you are now. So my job as, as a coach is to kind of bring that out and get some clarity as to what you want and then figure out a game plan of how to get you there. And if it's a little bit of research or if there's a little bit of coaching or if there's a little bit of practice, a lot of what we do is role-playing, a lot of bit of dreaming, using your imagination, come, come up with a, a vision board of what you like. You want to be a hairdresser? Okay, let's go to a hairdressing place and figure out, you know, what do you like doing about it? Let's get involved. And what I say is just jump in the pool. Let's go. Let's figure it out. You know, if you want something bad enough, the people that are successful are the people that are optimistic always, and they're resilient, and they'll figure it out. So a lot of what I kind of talk about is stories, is, is people that have elevated themselves to a level of either a professional athlete or a successful business person, but they all have optimism. Um, and it all comes back to their thoughts. So my job as a coach is to say, all right, you've got certain thoughts. Some are negative, some are survival, but I want to get you in a mindset, in a great gratitude uh, beginning and ending of a day so that you have good habits and you have good discipline, good self-awareness, and that you focus on what you want to get done. And you think about it, you write it down, and you get it done quicker that way because it's in your mind, it's in your thoughts, and you have that resiliency and that optimism. And we kind of go through, and there's an assessment as to where you are and where you want to go, and then we set up a game plan to, to do that. You need to do this. We'll have like a session like we're having here. We'll have a coaching session, 20 minutes, a half an hour, once a week, once a month, depending on how fast you want to get there. And we have homework, and you got to get involved. But in order to get upgraded or elevated, you got to do the work. You got to practice. You got to role play. So, in some instances, it's a company. Sometimes I deal with a sales manager. Their message is not getting through to their sales team. They'll bring me in and say, All right, and now we'll tell a story about being relentless or being disciplined or being on time and time management or whatever, and try to get that message of vision and purpose and the impact that you have on people. 
with stories. And people relate to stories and they say, okay, this is how you overcome an obstacle or how you don't get disillusioned or discouraged. And if you do, you're aware of it and you say, all right, what am I have to focus on? And then boom, you go right to that focus and say, what am I doing? How am I doing it? And does that activity help me achieve what I want to achieve? And you snap back out of it and off you go. You make the next call, you do the next thing. So, but the, the clients that we're looking for are people that are hungry, people that really want more out of their life and they're coachable. Um, it's a little bit to kind of like, I think I can figure it out myself. Okay. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yes. Uh, you can do that. I mean, I've read every self-help book for 40 years, but reading and applying it is a totally different thing. So getting that role-playing, it's it, I kind of look at it as like a training camp. I mean, I look at why does a professional athlete have to go to training camp? They're professional athletes. They know how to throw and run and catch, but they need to work as a team. They need to understand. They got to visualize the game. Patriots, when they were losing 28-3, uh, to 3, the Atlanta Falcons, I've interviewed a lot of players that were on the Patriots for that game, and they're like, we were coughing it. We're down by, you know, 28-3, to 3, the odds were 1,000 to 1, but we weren't thinking about that. There was no resistance. We just had to do one play at a time. We just had to outthink them, outwork them, outfocus them, laser focus, make every play, and there's like 20 different instances where the Patriots did what they were supposed to do and Atlanta didn't with time management and holding and catching and running. I mean, all the different things that are part of just a fundamental game. And the Patriots never led the game. They tied it up on the last play of the game. They went in overtime. But that's because they were confident and they knew what they had to do. They just had to do it in a short period of time. In the 60 minutes, they had to do it in, whatever, 18 minutes to, to come back and win that game and in and, and overtime. So a lot of that is just being laser-focused and practicing and and just visualizing that you've already won the game, even though you haven't even played the game yet. Using your imagination of what do you want to be in a year from now? Okay, boom, it's 2024. Where are you now? How do you feel now? You just you just accomplished something that you never thought you were accomplished. How do you feel? And get into that imagination. Exactly. Well, Bob, just as a quick aside, have you already made arrangements to be with the Patriots to give them a pep talk and to get them going and get their 2023 <laughs> season going right That's now it. so that they could uh, crawl out of the hole that they're in right now? Hopefully you'll well, be able to. Uh, part of it is you, you got to have the talent too. Um, and, and, and that's one of the things they have. They've lost a couple guys. I mean, they're still professional athletes and anything can happen in any game. And there's three or four games that the Patriots could have made a couple plays and could have won the game. So even though they're one in five, uh, as of taping of this show, three or four plays in a game sometimes changes a the game. There was two games that get blown out, obviously. You know, there are 175 plays in a game, and some, most of the games are decided within three points or less uh, in NFL football. So three or four games, and that's the secret of winning versus losing is making uh, the least amount of mistakes, mental mistakes, physical mistakes, and it's mindset. Uh, and that's what it's all about. And and that's kind of what our company is all about. Untold Unlimited is dealing with your mindset. Very good. Now, Bob, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not. This is not an endorsement for any one specific um, philosopher, one specific writer, author, uh, TV huckster, anything like that. But I'm just going to toss out 
some names of personalities, if you will. And sure. and I wanted to just toss out and just give me your thoughts on what they represent. I've always been a big fan of Dr. Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits series. What are your thoughts about the Seven Habits? Oh, that's essential. There's no question. You need to master how to process your life. Um, the, the habits are everything, and habits are behaviors, and behaviors can be changed. So, you know, your thought process of being focused and having gratitude and, and having that discipline, the successful people do things that most people don't do, like get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and do 20 minutes of exercise and really visualize what their day's going about and just kind of get into that mode of thriving and competing and getting in the game as compared to most people that just uh, have a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, by the time they get to work, it takes them a half hour to get warmed up and, you know, and then they've lost two hours. You only have a certain amount of time in a day to get things done. So be focused. And one of the things that we like to share with Untold Unlimited is show up. When you're, when you're engaged, you show up mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, emotionally, just be ready to go at all times. I mean, I was a Boy Scout and that was the, you know, the motto, be prepared, be prepared for everything. Um, and that's one of the things, be prepared for all different obstacles and adversity that's going to come up and just run it right over and say, all right, that's fine. That's going to come up. I'm going to learn from that and we're going to move on. But uh, Covey is, um, some of these guys like that are just magics. It's not a magic secret. It's just habits and it's thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins, uh, I knew about him 40 years ago, and I've uh, attended some of his things, uh, his seminars. He was in Lowell many years ago, and I've written some of his books, and he's all about the same thing. He's all about what you think about. You know, I remember one thing that I saw him in Lowell, and he talked about how to quit smoking cigarettes, you know? And it was all about just think of the most disgusting thing you could ever put in your mouth and then light it on fire, you know? And the next time you have a cigarette and you put it in your mouth, you think that that's the disgusting thing and you're lighting it on fire. You know, it's all a mental process. The, the brain doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. So when you get into that subconscious of thinking of what you want to do and getting that law of attraction of all right, the brain wants to achieve what you want it to achieve, and what you feed it is what comes back. So uh, people do things for one or two reasons, to avoid pain and gain pleasure. And avoiding pain is what most people are trying to do. Well, if you want to gain pleasure, then you got to be focused on what you want to do, what you want to be, and what you want to have, and focus on that. So, yeah, Tony's, Tony's amazing. Absolutely. Now, I always have um, thought about this, about that river in Egypt called denial. Yeah. How many people are in denial? Oh, most people. Yeah. Self-awareness and emotional intelligence is a new thing nowadays that people are starting to understand. You know, you have a, a body and, you know, your job is to take care of it. It's a temple. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I talk a lot about is be who you were born to be. But it's all about you. You control your thoughts. You control where you want to be and what you want to do. And it all goes up up here. And the brain accepts all that kind of stuff. You know, one story that I tell about discouragement is, um, uh, this is a little spiritual, but 
you know, the devil's having a yard sale and he's got guns and he's got knives and he's got all these different things that cause people to do nasty things. But underneath this blanket, he's got his most powerful tool. And a, a guy comes over and says, what's under the blanket? He says, well, it's a little sliver. And this is my most productive um, this, you know, thing to get into people. And it is, it's just a little sliver that gets under your fingernail when you start to get discouraged. And when you start to get discouraged, I slip it under your fingernail and then I just pound a little bit more and I pound a little bit more. And next thing you know, your finger hurts. And next thing you know, you're, you're totally focused on what's under your, knee, your finger and you're not focused on what you want to be, do, and have. And he says, once you get discouraged, then you get disillusioned, then you get anxious, then you get uncertain. And now you're in this merry-go-round. Oh my God, what do I do? And my whole process is be aware that discouragement is the first step. Just start there, go out take a breath, you know, get some fresh air, put some music on, but just be aware that this is discouragement. Flush it out, talk about it a little bit, and then move on to the next thing. And the quicker that you can make that adjustment uh, of that negative thought coming into your brain and just pushing it away and saying, all right, no, I got to focus on this, this, and this, and let's get going. Awareness is a, is a big thing for me. Knowledge, awareness, and understanding. I've always thought about that. I really believe that you have to have three components, knowledge, yes. awareness, and understanding. And just to go back to Dr. Stephen Covey, seek first to understand before you're understood. Correct. Some people just don't get it, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tough thing because, I mean, not, it's not taught in schools and this should be. But, you know, looking, I mean, you, you hear it all the day, love, love thy neighbor as thyself or walking a mile in the other person's shoes. But everyone has issues. Everyone has trauma that they've had to overcome in their life. And that's one of the things is untold is, all right, you've got some trauma. You've got some issues. Let's flush it out. Let's move on and let's learn from that. And then we can go from there. But don't hold it in, you know, that suppression leads to depression. So unleash it, unlock it, you know, understand that it's in there. But do you want to think like you thought when you were seven years old? No, you're 35, you're 40, you're 50. Think like a 35 or a 40 or 50 year old, not like you were six. So, you know, if a dog bit you when you were seven years old and now you're afraid of dogs when you're 45, well, you were seven years old. You know, you didn't really know how to be around a dog or whatever, but not all dogs are nasty and they're going to bite you, you know, but don't have that trauma. Hold on that, that dogs are, are bad for you 40 years later because dogs are lovable, you know. Uh, you just happen to be in the wrong situation and you, maybe you acted scared and it, it freaked out the dog. You know, you were seven, you're hyper, whatever, you know. So, you know, use your brain as you are now. I mean, the, the brain doesn't really develop until you're about 20 to 25. So anything that happened before 25, that was just experience that you should learn from so that you don't apply that uh, later in life, uh, that that trauma is going to hold you back. Interesting. So again, it boils back to time, things I must experience. Yep. And the brain remembers all those things. So you got to kind of reprogram and recalibrate your brain and re you know, reimagine what your life wants to be now uh, and just put those thoughts in your brain. Say, all right, you know, I was seven, I was 15, I was 25. Those things happen. But now that I'm 40, this is what I want to concentrate on. This is what I want to focus on. And this is the impact I'm having on other people. When you think outside of yourself, you think of that 16-year-old girl that you're writing a book for or that 75-year-old guy that's going to have some joy of reading this or understanding a story. 
then you, I'm not thinking about me that I'm spending four hours in the library every other day and like, oh my God, looking up stuff that I can't even read on the microfilm. That wasn't painful for me because I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, I need to get this done and I need to do it right. And I need to take my time to do the research. So it was part of the journey. It was part of the process, you know, and I enjoyed the process. It wasn't, I don't remember looking back at one time that I regret like, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm never going to get this done. That Those thoughts were not in my mind at all. You know, I had no idea it was going to take me 15 years to do it, but I didn't care. I was meeting people along the way. I was getting paid to, to speak and, and entertain and uh, tell stories and receive stories and just, you know, love the process of whatever you're doing and learning. And life is all about a learning experience. If you're not learning and growing, then you're dying. That's so true. So you finished book number one. What was the time frame between book number one and book number two? So that was about uh, five or six years, I think. Uh, I went to Bill Lenkaitis's, um funeral. And Bill Lenkaitis was the dentist in the center uh, of the Patriots, and unfortunately, he passed on. And at the funeral, there was a whole bunch of Patriots players and people from the Patriots. And they said, you know, we have your total Patriots book in our display at the Patriots Hall of Fame, but we're thinking of creating a computer display of taking all your information, putting it into a computer, and when people come to the Patriots Hall of Fame, they can rather than get the book, just press a button and show me every player that played for Michigan and the Patriots. So show me everyone that won number seven or all the different categories. Can you take all that information, put it in a computer program and that we can put into a computer display? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a writer and researcher. I don't know about computer programming. So it, it uh, took me a few years to find some people to help me. Um, I did more research. I did it even more involved. And then... Uh, when the Patriots in 2018 uh, set up that computer display, uh, I had that all the information, and I said, well, now I have another book. I've updated my book that came out in 2009. I'll change a few things, to add some things to it that the Patriots don't necessarily need for their computer display, and my book came out in 2020. So it was kind of a combination of working for the Patriots in the Hall of Fame to, to do that research and then putting in another book, and that book's called Relive Patriots History, and that's on Amazon. And my buddy, uh, Paul D'Angelo, who's a comedian, he's an artist, and uh, he did the cover for it. So we put Grogan and Brady and um, a Super Bowl trophy and the helmet of the 1960 team on the cover, and he's an artist and drew a caricatures. And so it's been doing well, and uh, so that was, I never thought that I would do a second book, but since I had the information, I will just put it all together and get it out there. So uh, uh, that was fun too. That's fabulous. That's really great. Uh, now you have a business partner, I believe Joe Rogan. Yeah, not the Joe Rogan, but another. This is Joseph Rogan, but uh, Joseph Rogan, uh, I met him at a uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, event and that's how you and I have connected over the years, the Malden Chamber of Commerce, and Ida Joan and uh, Marianne and everyone over there. Um, and uh, his uh, sister married Matt Barr, the kicker of the Giants and the Patriots. So uh, I was telling him, you know, that my second book, We Leave Patriots History, had come out. And he says, oh, yeah, my brother-in-law is Matt Barr. And I said, oh, yeah, Matt Barr played professional soccer, and he did this, and he did that, and he, you know, built Parcells, and I started telling him some stories. about. He's like, how do you know all about this? 
as well. I never met him, but I wrote a book and and one thing led to another. And he says, I, I'm in this uh, ministry and I, I try to do things to help people, and, you know, and I want to elevate their life as well. And, and I says, well, I think you're on the same page as us. We, we want to help. We want to mentor. He's a, a couple of years older than me. And I says, you know, let's, let's do a mentoring program. And then we decided that there's a lot of untold stories out there. Um, I did a podcast for a while uh, doing untold Patriot stories and getting stories from the players and coaches. And we, we kind of built off that. And we said, all right, people have untold stories. We want to unleash their limited potential. How do we do that? Let's set up a company. And we've got a couple other people in our silo, but um, um, Joe Rogan, uh, that's uh, what we'll, we'll call him. He's the co-founder of Untold Unlimited. And uh, we work together and he's got a couple of people that I know and and a couple of people that, that um, we both know together that if we need to bring in a specific trainer or someone that does uh, customer service training or things like that, we can bring people in. Or, and there's a spiritual end to it, too. We have people that uh, know the Bible inside and out to really upgrade people from that point of view, too, that there's a spiritual vision that they have and what they want to do with their life. So uh, there's a couple different components uh, of the people in our silos with Untold Unlimited. So we're, we're blowing and going with that. I mean, it's a fascinating thing to... Do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but then also deal with companies and the vision and the purpose that they have and make sure that message is permeating throughout the whole company. Just absolutely tremendous. Well, Bob, every time I have you on a Paul Ponder's episode, I say, wow, we could go on for hours and hours. And really, you are just one of the most knowledgeable, inspirational, um, genuine people I, I know. And I uh, want to thank you for being on with with Paul Ponders today and Techie Tolonzo in the in the studio. But um, let our listeners know how do they reach you? Yeah, so uh, follow me on LinkedIn, just Bob Hilberg and uh, H Y L D B U R G uh, Hilberg. That D is kind of tough to say. Um, but you can uh, go to our website, Untold and Unlimited LLC. Um, but LinkedIn is probably the best place. Um, I do have a Facebook group uh, that you can join, Untold and Unlimited there. Just Untold and Unlimited, not the LLC. And then uh, I know you've posted some stuff on the other Facebook group that I have, Why We Love Boston. So I post stuff there. And on Instagram, it's same thing, just Bob Hilberg. Just uh, H-Y-L-D as in David, B-U-R-G. A lot of people pronounce it Heidelberg and Hindenburg and Chickenburg and Hamburg. I've heard all those nicknames my whole life. But uh, so H-Y-L and then D as in David Berg. Berg as in village. It's a Danish town outside of Copenhagen. But uh, thanks for that. And then, you know, just uh, touch base with Paul because Paul, uh, uh, we do a lot of stuff over at the Pearl Street restaurant and we're going to be doing some more stuff there and uh, with Gotham Whale and, and other things down the road. So uh, we want to give the shout out. So if anyone knows Paul, just reach out to Paul and Paul will reach out to me. And that's another way people can find out about it because you're the connector. That connector. And that's what it's all about, my friend. That's what it's all about, Alfie. And again, Bob, um, I would love to have you back on as another guest, a guest in some form uh, in a future episode. Are you willing to come back and joining? join us? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I know my wife's like, catch your breath. You know, I just went on for 45 minutes without even breathing here, but uh, that's what I do. I'm passionate about helping people and men mentoring people and sharing people. And 
um, just reach out to us and we'll sit down and talk. I mean, there's there's no cost to do it. Just a simple question and answer. Where are you? Where you want to go? In a couple different categories. And if I can help you, great. If not, you know, contact me in three months and six months. But it's not hard. It's just a matter of you know, wanting a little bit, and then I'll inspire and motivate you and coach you up to collapse the time frames to get what you want to go and do do what you want to do. You only have one life. Be authentic as possible, and and be the be the person you were born to be. And I'm here to help you. That's what it's all about, my friend, Bob Hilberg. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. This it's episode. been a pleasure, and uh, um, I know that. Uh, this is something that's passionate to you too. I mean, I really appreciate your friendship and the Paul Ponder's uh, podcast has been uh, going crazy. And uh, I know we want to get the, the word out and get get uh, thousands of people across the world. This is a worldwide thing that people need to know about. Absolutely, without without a doubt. Thank you. And yeah, I want to uh, just note that um, people are really catching on. People are really appreciating the wide variety of guests that I've been able to have on and um, it's working out really well. And again, I want to thank our, one of our sponsors, one of our first sponsors, a lot of um, entities have in fact been inquiring on the sponsorship. They do want to see more, more sponsors, of course, but it's something that Riverworks Credit Union stepped up and, and they're a sponsor of this podcast. And uh, it's a matter of just um, reaching out to our, to our friends, our networks, and just uh, making this happen. And you two are a connector. And I thank you. Thank you again, Bob. And um, we're unleashing human potential. It's what we do every day. We do it with a positive impact. We do it with thoughts, determination, passion, and actions. For every action, there's a reaction. But for every action, there's a proaction. And that's what we're doing. And again, Bob, I want to thank you so much for being with us this episode. It's an honor and a pleasure. And, uh, you know, let's see what we can do. We can help some people. Uh, it's all about serving others. And I'm committed to do that. And I don't care if you're 16 years old or 12 years old. I've talked to those kids. And I don't care if you're 85 years old and you want to do something, just something simple. And uh, you need some just support and encouragement. I'm here for you. Hashtag indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks much. I trust that you have enjoyed Hashtag Paul Ponders. Again, my name is Paul Solano of PS and All Marketing Group, and I may be reached via email at paul at paulponders.com to do some more pondering. Many thanks to my longtime collaborative friend and associate, Alonzo Amos of Pod Pro Entertainment, in bringing you our fun, exciting, informative podcast. You rock, Techie Chalonzo. With PNS and All Marketing Group, I created a side gig to connect you and get things done. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me at paul at paulponders.com with any questions. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Paul Ponders. Follow us on Twitter at Paul Ponders Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Paul Ponders Podcast. Thank you again for listening to Hashtag Paul Ponders, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our website, paulponders.com, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. 
Your ratings and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by PodPro Entertainment. Hashtag Paul Ponders lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Until we meet again, my friend, stay well. Hashtag indeed.